if anybody's familiar with our Razer HD Gen 2 1 to 6 by 24, it's almost uh, it's almost just a super souped up version of that scope. Well, that's the thing I like about Vortex is there's really an optic for anybody, you know, regardless of what your budget is. The optics are so good in that darn thing that I can generally, you know, use that, get a quick look, and decide like, oh, hey, is it is there a deer? Is, is there a bull standing back in that? I can pinpoint times in my hunting career that I'm like, oh yeah, I could have used that for this, could use that for that. So, yeah, just really excited about that product for sure. Welcome back to the eHunter Newscast. I'm your host for this episode, Taryn Hunt. Actually, I co-host this episode with Curtis Larson, who is one of the other owners of eHunter. I want to thank Curtis for joining me on this call. Most of you are familiar with Vortex Optics. Um, they're all, uh, obviously a huge sponsor of everything that we do at eHunter, including this podcast. But in this podcast, we sit down with Mark Boardman. And if you guys have listened to the Vortex Nation podcast, you'll know who Mark is. He works in the marketing department there at Vortex. Uh, very intelligent dude. He knows all things optics, all things Vortex, obviously. Um, and so we talk about some of the new things coming out for 2020. Uh, talk about things that have already come out at Vortex, some of the plans in place. We talk a little bit about the expo shows and uh, just a lot of fun things. We talk about some personal things as well as far as hunts and, and whatnot. So I want to thank Mark for jumping on on the podcast with us. He's an awesome dude. He gives us a little teaser in the podcast, so uh, listen up for that. Uh, but again, I want to thank him. I want to thank you all for your support on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, please share the podcast, like it, leave us comments. Let us know what we're doing good and what you'd like to see us do better. So thanks, guys. All right, welcome back to the eHunter newscast. Um, I've actually got two guests with me on the podcast today. I have one of my co-owners with eHunter, Curtis Larson. Curtis, you want to say hi? Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Appreciate you, you joining me on this one. Hopefully, we can do this more often, Curtis, having you on or Monty on with me. It's a lot more fun than me just, you know, talking by myself. So Yeah, and I think... Uh... I think most of our listeners too are kind of getting sick of your voice, so I'm I'm here to kind of step in and and help that out a little bit. That is true. I'm gonna I'm going to agree <laughs> with that. When everybody's probably sick of listening to me and they're ready to listen to to someone else, but uh, hopefully they're ready to listen to our our guest today. So on the call today we have Mark Boardman with uh, Vortex Optics. Vortex is one of um, is our main sponsor for the eHunter newscast, and uh, we're excited to have Mark on with us. Mark, welcome to the call, man. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. We know that you're, you've are you got a very busy schedule, um, but we appreciate you taking the time with us, and we appreciate Vortex for for all that you guys do for us. We're very grateful for the, the sponsorship and partnership that we have with you guys. Um, Vortex is an amazing company, and I'm pretty sure most everybody that uses Vortex or has, any, has had anything to do with Vortex knows that. Um, so, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do uh, at Vortex, and things like that. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you know, I mean, definitely we appreciate you guys and, and all the support and just all the all the great knowledge that you guys are kicking out to, you know, the, the public. Um, you know, I mean, it's definitely a lot of really, really good insight and good things for folks to know and hopefully, you know, help some, 
either get into hunting or, or be a better hunter. So that's definitely, that's a big deal on our end. So, but, um, as far as about me, I guess kind of like you, you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting tired of talking about myself. I'd rather talk about you guys, what you have going on. But, um, real, real brief, uh, uh, Mark Boardman, uh, born and raised in Washington State, so that's kind of that's kind of my my hometown is the is Western Washington, um, and uh, yeah, uh, hunted and fished uh, my entire life. Grew up in in, a, in an outdoor family. Uh, when I finished up uh, school, I kind of quickly realized that uh, one of the things that well, basically the only thing that I still knew how to do was hunt and fish. So I better get a job that uh, you know uh, involved those things. So I had a couple outdoor retail jobs. Um, one at a Norvis shop, one in, uh, an outdoor shop in downtown Seattle, outdoor emporium, which was just a super cool shop. Um, really, really love that job. Ended up working for Cabela's in Western Nebraska. So I never thought I'd leave the coast and ended up working for Cabela's for about seven years and got the opportunity at Vortex. Gosh, going on 11 years ago now, wow. uh, 11 years ago. And, and, uh, yeah, haven't, haven't looked back. Uh, it's been, uh, an awesome wild ride and just you know a huge evolution as a company and lots of fun stuff and i've uh, been in the marketing department the whole time so uh, uh, a lot of focus on uh, marketing and media relations and probably uh, most recently kind of transitioned into more of a, a content role uh like you guys so co-host uh, the vortex nation podcast with uh, jim in our office here and we're just having a ball with that and so, but yeah, I definitely like it when the roles are reversed uh, and we get to ask all the questions. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that Vortex Optic or the Vortex Nation podcast. Uh, you guys cover some pretty sweet content on that podcast. No, appreciate it, appreciate it. So it's fun. I'm sure you guys, you know, get the same thing. You get to chat with all these neat people who are, you know, es- experts in, in their, uh, you know, particular, you know, realm of expertise. To use the same word twice in a row, but uh, man. You- get a lot of insight and a lot of great information and, and you know have fun doing it yeah yeah exactly and, and we do it is so fun talking with these people and you know I, i'm like you grew up hunting fishing um been in the outdoors my whole life but it's amazing how much you can learn from people and so as you talk to these like you said the experts in the field i have learned so much doing these podcasts and absolutely absolutely love it so so did you move to wisconsin there or are you in wisconsin now or are you still in washington so yeah so no i've uh i've i've uh yeah i've been in uh kind of the south central wisconsin region for yeah the last the last 11 years and um it's actually it's a really you know i mean i i, I love the west and you know you know i think in a lot of ways my heart's back there as far as you know the the mountains and, and things like that but it's a, it's really really cool country out here as well that's one thing that i've found you know, as I've kind of uh, migrated across country, is uh, there's so many super cool landscapes, and you definitely want to, which I'm not always good at, because uh, the grass is always greener, right? But take advantage of of what's in in your backyard too. It's easy to kind of look beyond that and and try and get other places. But man, we live in a phenomenal whitetail state. We've got some uh, diverse landscapes as far as you know, bluff country, rolling farmland. Um, Really, really great whitetail hunting and really great turkey hunting. I always say I have no intentions of leaving here. I love Vortex and I love where I'm at. Uh, you know, family's here and all that good stuff. But um, if I ever moved away, I, I can tell you I'd be making a trip back here every November. Oh, man. I'd love to get out there. Curtis, you and I need to make a trip out there and do some whitetail hunting. Come on I out. I think that's why... I think that's why we called you to be on this uh, podcast, Mark. So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our ulterior we'll motives. Come- 
Hey, hey, I, re- I respect it. No, you guys should come on out. I think you truly would enjoy it, you know. And we actually, you know, Wisconsin, I feel, now I feel like I'm working for Wisconsin Tourism. But uh, <laughs> when, I, when I first moved out here, I kind of was under the misconception that um, – we uh, that the that everything was locked up in private um and and on the surface it does look like that but man you start to dive in a little bit and use some of these modern mapping tools that are available nowadays like like onyx or whatever and and um we've got a lot of public land a lot of good stuff i probably shouldn't talk about it it's so good so yeah you probably you better hold that close to the chest don't tell anybody that stuff right there I, I know, right? But you know what? If we can create some more hunters and have them have a positive experience, you know, you got to think beyond yourself, right? Um, yeah. Even though I have a difficult time doing that at times, but you got to keep some spots yourself too. <laughs> uh, agreed. And I love Wisconsin. Usually, might well not usually. My wife and I have made um, some trips out there. I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan, and so we. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. I love coming out to Lambeau and going to Packers games. So. Um, next time I'm out there, I'll, uh, I'll have to make the trip over to you guys and, uh, spend some time with you guys and check it out out there. No, for sure, man. If you're going to be out here anyway, definitely we should carve out some, some time and, and have you over here at, at our new facility. Um, that it'd be, uh, we'd, we'd have some fun for sure. So, uh, that's cool that you're a Packers fan though. I've like, I've, I've, uh, adopted them as like my, you know, I mean, I'm always, you know, first and foremost, go Hawks. Right. But, um, <laughs> oh, you know, if they're not, if they're not, if they're not playing the Packers, then um, 100% a Packers fan. But that's one thing that you see a lot of, you know, and I think – I could be wrong, but I think they call the Pack. Anyway, there's a lot of, like, Packers fans that uh, aren't from Wisconsin. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Packers that, fans that are not from Wisconsin. And we travel well, too. Any city I – mean, I live here in Colorado, really close to Denver. And you go to when, – when the Packers come to play the Broncos, half the stadium's uh, green and gold. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Like, how did you? Like, out of curiosity, like, how did? No, I'm asking the questions. I'm turning. The I love table. it. How, I, how no, did it's you great. become? How, how did you become a Packers fan? <laughs> you know, I'm going to blame it on my dad. Uh, I'm going to blame it on him. It's his fault. Um, him and Brett Favre. I'm going to put it on those two guys because uh, when I was okay. a kid, yeah. uh, 98. Was it 98 when they won the Super Bowl? I think it was 98 or 97, I can't remember, or 96. Um, when they won the Super Bowl was kind of that age where I was very influential into sports and really getting into it. And my dad introduced me to who Brett Favre was, and then they won the Super Bowl. And, man, I just just fell in love with green and gold, and I can't get away from it. And now my poor kids, those poor suckers, they're they're in the same boat. <laughs> they they were, you know, little when they won the Super Bowl in 2010. And, oh, man, poor kids. <laughs> The, the legacy continues the legacy continues that's good though man that's cool yeah it is well hey man well let's uh let's talk a little bit about vortex um curtis and i had the opportunity when we were at the western hunting and conservation expo in salt lake city to talk to a few guys at at vortex we didn't get a chance to meet you but I, i'd like to get your thoughts and feelings how how did the expo season go or the show season go for you guys was it successful have, did you guys have some good shows you attended so yeah, no, I mean super successful. Um, you know, always a lot of fun. We go to a, you know, I guess a variety of shows. Everything from you know shows like you know ATA or Shot that are more you say like dealer focused. Uh, although I think there is definitely a lot of um, you know media and and also um, you know um, you know customers that that make their way into the shows. And and honestly, those are some of the greatest folks that you're going to meet because they're put a lot of effort uh and uh you know those are the people that are that are really really you know into the various products that that a person can see out there but um yeah the the conservation expo in in salt lake that's always a fun one you know if i was going to pick one um just uh you know 
that I guess probably plays to my personal interests. You know, I really like that one as far as, you know, the manufacturers uh, that come out for it. Um, you got a lot of, you know, kind of Western focus, you know, mountain hunting type, uh, you know, hunting equipment. You get to see some new stuff and then definitely a very, um, you know, very serious hunting demographic of, of uh, you know, a person who attends that show. So you get to, you know, meet and chat with a lot of other hardcore hunters and, and chat with them about, you know, hunting in general or, you know, Vortex products. Um, so that, that that's always a fun one for me. Yeah, it's, Curtis and I had a great time at it. We spent a lot of time in the Vortex booth just chatting with people, checking out products. Um, and that that's what you, I, one thing I really love about that expo is that that's the one that it seems like everybody comes to. I mean, we're sitting in the Vortex booth and all sorts of well-known people in the hunting industry are, are showing up. Uh, Ryan Lampers is there uh, doing a podcast. And, you know, just some of these big-name guys are just, just running through there. And as you're just sitting there, you're seeing all these people and getting a chance to talk to them and realize that they're they're real people and, you know, have a lot of fun chatting with them. So we, we had a great time at it. Um, really loved it. And actually, Curtis and I are both from Utah originally. So that's kind of our home expo to go to as well. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, I'm sure you guys have probably seen that event grow over time as well. But I mean, you nailed it. I mean, just so many, so many great people there. And like you said, it's kind of a buzz of activity. And yeah, you get the, the Lampers of the world and the Remy Warrens. And they're just, you know, doing their thing. Like you said, they're regular folks that are really good hunters and great content creators. Um, but the, the nice thing is, you know, they're, it's such a mellow show at the same time that you can just, you know, sit down, have some quality time and, and really truly get to visit with somebody, whether you know that person previously or, or just ran into them and want to say hi. Well, for the most part, you know, everyone via social media and what their username is, but you haven't, you know, met them face to face. So we got to do that in your booth. We met two of the guys that we're working with closely now. And so, I mean, just like you said, any booth you go to, you're like, Hey, I know you, but now I get to know you yeah. uh, for your face. So yeah, those those relationships just grow stronger for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's always cool when you can chat in person like that. No doubt about it. Yeah. So what uh, what shows do you still have left coming up this year? Or are you guys done now? So I mean, I think it's starting to wind down a little bit. Um, still got a couple consumer shows and a couple dealer shows on the docket. Probably on on the consumer side, um, the NRA shows coming up. Uh, that's gonna be uh here and boy just you know just a few weeks so we'll have a, a booth down there and a lot of folks and and the consumer shows are always super fun just because um they're always like i said there's they're, they're they can be a little bit more laid back and and it's always good to chat with you know kind of the these just hardcore users of your products that you know um you know they'll recount positive experiences they give feedback um you know, so it's, it's just, you know, and then you can obviously, um, you can uh, answer any questions or inform them or chat with them about what's new. So those are, those are always good ones. Nice. Well, I encourage anybody to go to, to those, anyone that you can go to get to know these guys. Uh, like I said, these, they're real dudes. You know, these, these people are, are real people, cool people. You know, you see the, the Mark Boardman's of the world, but they're, they're, they're cool dudes. So, you know, <laughs> uh, well, and I think I think the, the the coolest part is we're all passionate about the same things, right? So it's like we all, whether you're like working a booth or you're attending the show, like it's almost you know with like with the hunting community or the shooting communities. Um, I think and, and maybe that goes along with you know any activity where you have where, where people are like ultra passionate about it. But um, 
it's just fun. It's like, you know, it's like you're almost like automatic friends, you know, when no matter who shows up, you kind of have this, you know, this common bond and speak the same language and similar interests. And so, it's, uh, um, anyway, it's, 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 uh, it's a pretty neat deal. Yeah, we had an opportunity. Curtis and I jumped on a podcast and, and recorded one while we were there at the at the expo, and we talked a lot about that. That you know, you're walking around with thousands of people in the in the Salt Palace there, and any one of them could be your best friend. Because yeah, we all we're all there with the same passion, the same ambitions, and uh, just really good good people. It's a lot of fun. So well, that's cool. Uh, I encourage anybody uh, if you can attend some of these consumer shows, uh, do so. Get to know Vortex. The, Man, the guys at Vortex, that booth at the expo was unreal. I mean, just absolutely unreal. It had every product that you could ever imagine in that booth. Curtis and I, we just our eyes were super wide walking in there. Just the amazing stuff that that, that you guys had set up in that booth, and I'm I'm sure it's that way everywhere. So, well, let's- for sure. And Mark, sorry, Mark, you talked about the growth, and Tara and I have been going for forever since i was little and i actually remember vortex having just a teeny little booth in there you know a few of their products and i think this year you guys had the majority of one of the entire ends that northeast end was basically vortex and like Terrence said man it just every little thing in there that you wanted to look at just really cool to see that so yeah you got to go to them they're pretty cool yeah. So well, yeah, and there's there's probably a good chance that I was in that little booth that you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like this is, that was that was my 11th expo, and I think we've been going probably even, you know, before that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know the 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 new layout. You know, we we try to keep it super open, and you know, if there's a Vortex product that a person might be interested in, you know, by golly, try to have try to have it in there. But um, we used to cram a lot into that little 10 by 20 though. Like that was, uh, that was always, that was always fun, you know, and it's just, yeah, the contrast between, you know, that and, and now. And so, uh, but it's always, it's always good to have that perspective so you can stay humble, you know? And, and, you know, I mean, my biggest thing, it's like, you know, sometimes I even look at that big booth and it feels like you got your peacock feathers on a little bit, but really <laughs> in the end, it really does serve the customer better. Like they can come in, they can visit with somebody, they have space to move. If they want access to a product, they can get to the product, you know? So it just, it really, really works, you know, a, a lot better. Well, a cool thing. Definitely. That... And you, you, oh, sorry, Taryn, you talk about the customer mark and we all know that Vortex Optics, their VIP warranty is amazing. And you guys actually in your booth this year had a guy set up that could, you know, take your damaged equipment and he could repair it right there for you. We sat and chatted with him for about 20 minutes about, you know, going through the binoculars and stuff like that. So yeah, totally all about the customer. He he was there ready to take anyone's binoculars or anything they had and, and look at them and, you know, offer advice and stuff like that. So really cool experience to sit and chat with him. No, yeah, no, those, and those guys do just a phenomenal job. And, you know, I, you couldn't even begin to ask me to try and take a binocular part. And man, they, those guys can take, you know, I guess, you know, really any of the optics, you know, a, a part down to their smallest screw part, whatever, and, and put it all back together in like 100%, you know, working order. And, and so they're, they're definitely uh, masters at their, at their craft for sure. You know, and, and, and the VIP warranty, I mean, you're talking about i mean it truly is an unconditional lifetime transferable no fault no no fault warranty um we obviously we work hard to engineer and build our products 
so a person never experiences an issue. But I always say, you know, whether you're hunting or shooting, oftentimes you're not putting these things in the friendliest of environments. Wild things do happen. Uh, and if there's a vortex, if you're a vortex customer, there's 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 no doubt if uh, you experience some sort of issue, we are going to take care of it. And that's that's just the bottom line. Well, I've been using Vortex for years now, and I've never, knock on wood, I've never had to use that warranty. Now, granted, I've taken my my optics in horrible places, and they're, you know, they've got scratches on the outside, and they're bumped and bruised a little bit, but that just gives them a little bit of character. But, you know, that's the one thing I love about Vortex is that that warranty is there, but you don't have to, you know, I mean, it's the products are so well put together they're so high quality they're so well built that uh like i said i've been using them for years and have never actually had to use that warranty i should be careful saying that though because uh i might be <laughs> calling you guys and sending some products right. to you now <laughs> i think that just means you're you're not hunting hard enough taryn because i've oh. sent my scope in a couple of times and each time it comes back better than before so you got to get out there a little work a little harder there man maybe that's what it is yeah I, I almost had to lash yesterday, and luckily nothing ended up happening. But so I went, uh, I got just a couple hours yesterday, you know, in uh, between doing, you know, kids stuff. I've got, you know, two, I've got a four and a six year old, so they keep us pretty busy. But I was able to run out and do a little bit of shed hunting. And, and I didn't have uh, in my harness, like I've got, you know, clips that I can clip my binoculars in. But I was, I was pulling them in and out a lot, and I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, be lazy, and I'm, and I'm not going to. So anyway, I actually found a horn, and uh, so I bent over to pick it up, and my binoculars slid out of my harness and, like, took a digger. They actually landed right on a on a rock, which was really neat. Um, <laughs> but uh, but they were totally fine. I was like, and so I was like, oh, there you go. There, you know. But it was, it was nice knowing that if something did happen, you know, I would the guys have been able to fix it so but uh i I almost had to chuckle to myself there it's like okay be a little more careful Uh, they do bounce i i've done the same thing i've dropped them many times and they sure bounce really well and come out just as well on the other end so (laughs) uh but that warranty is is not not recommended not recommended but you know (laughs) like like i said it happens it just it's stuff happens you know so yeah yeah absolutely well, let's talk a little bit about um, what's coming up in 2020 uh, for Vortex. Um, got some great new products that have been released over the past uh, couple months. I'd like to really talk about a few of those, um, especially the 1 to 10 that you guys had come out, maybe the rangefinder. But let, let's start with the 1 to 10. Can you tell us a little about that new, that new scope that came out? So, yeah. So, I mean, we just recently launched... Um, uh, the Razer HD Gen 3, uh, it's a 1 to 10 by 24. Um, if anybody's familiar with our Razer HD Gen 2, 1 to 6 by 24, it's almost, uh, it's almost just a super souped up version of that scope. Um, you know, you've got the 10x zoom range. It's, it's a true one-on-one. You can crank it to 10. Uh, you got awesome, awesome travel. You got a 34-millimeter tube, so you got lots of internal adjustment. Um, it's got cap turrets, so it's like a really um, streamlined profile. Uh, uh, a first focal plane optical system with uh, two brand new reticles that are just optimized for um, you know essentially you know multiple in, multiple uh, engagements you know on on targets at varying distances. Uh, it's got gosh, I'm like it's got it's got it's got everything. Um, it really is almost. A, it almost is a scope to do it all. I mean, you really could do so much work with it. You know, um, a daylight bright illuminated, illuminated reticle, which don't quote me, but to my knowledge, I, 
it might be the only daylight bright for focal plane optical system. Like I said, don't quote me on that, but that definitely is a, you know, a shining star of that optic. So essentially you, you can, you know, use it, use it as a, as a, like a red dot, you know, on one X on it, on its lowest end of the zoom range. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously you got the, the 10 X to crank it in for, for a lot longer range shots there as well. So. I, I love that thing. That's the, man. that's the quick and dirty. Yeah, no, I had a chance to to play with that. That's definitely going to be on my AR here pretty quickly because um, I think that you got to use that for for many things. But when we were at the expo, I got a chance to look at that that first focal plane, and you know, as, as you zoom that in and have that reticle just really pop for you, like that's what really blew me away at the at the expo. I know you, we couldn't really look very far there, but across the Salt Palace, being able to see that, that was that's what really caught my eye yeah you know and for those that you know may not be you know as familiar with a first focal plane optical system essentially what what they're going to see is due to the reticles you know forward placement in the optical system it's going to appear to grow or shrink in kind of direct proportion to your um to your zoom so as you go up in magnification it's going to get bigger as you go down it's going to get smaller And, and what that gives a person though is there's there's a lot of data in these reticles as far as you know uh, hash marks and, and windage dots and the windage tree on in the lower hemisphere. Um, I mean, there's just there's so much going on. It's really intuitive to use once once you get a, an explanation on you know how to use that reticle. But the nice thing with it being first focal plane is all those um, reference marks in the glass edge reticle are usable throughout the zoom range. So if you're on 5x and want to use you know uh one of those reference marks on the reticle you can you know six seven eight throughout the entire zoom range those are going to be accurate because because of that first focal plane optical system so i had never used a first focal plane optical system until this last year in colorado Um, we were doing the third rifle season and you know we were using the the pst gen 2 the viper pst gen 2 Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that. Being able to zoom, didn't matter where your zoom was at, you know, your your turret still worked the same, you know, and really enjoyed that. My whole life, I've I've been a second focal plane kind of a guy, um, really not knowing the, the, the grass was greener on the other side when it came to that. It fit me very well doing that first focal plane, but um, being able to use that and use the advantage of the entire zoom, uh, looking at, I mean, we looked at animals, gosh, 800 thousand twelve hundred yards that um I, ne- I didn't pull the trigger on any of those but definitely thought about it definitely had the the optics and ability to to do it but that first focal plane of this of this gen 3 like i said that's what really um popped to me yeah it's nice you know i mean it's like uh, you know and, and and we have a lot of great second focal plane scopes that have a lot of data in the reticle too but you know the the tricky part there is if you want to use those marks you and I'm say in general you're going to be at the top end of that magnification range. So like in the case of like a one of our Viper HSLR six um, four to sixteens, which is actually one of my favorite scopes. Right, I love 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 that scope. But if I want to use those hash marks, I have to be mindful to crank that scope up to sixteen because that at, at that that magnification where those are going to be accurate. Where you know first focal plane. Um, you can just be at any point throughout the zoom range, and sometimes you want to use the, you know, those data that the data in that reticle, but you don't want to max out on the zoom range. Or sometimes, you know, in a hunting situation or really any situation where a person, you know, things are happening fast, and maybe you don't realize that you're on, you know, whatever twelve power versus sixteen or or eight versus ten. Uh, you know, it's just it, it kind of alleviates. Um, 
some of the some of the guesswork or some potential errors that a person could make as well. You know, when, when things are happening fast. Yeah. yeah, you get into the heat of the moment when that deer stand out there that, or that elk stand out there. You really don't think about what that power is. Don't take the time to do it, and only have time for a split second shot. Then yeah, you a lot of those kind of mistakes happen, and that definitely helps alleviate or get rid of some of those those mistakes as well. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, you know, for the budget-friendly kind of guys, I, I love this Gen 3, absolutely do, and I'm going to kind of go take us down a rabbit hole here. But uh, for the budget-friendly guys, if they couldn't do that Razor Gen 3, what would be a good option for them? What would you, what would be your second option for them for that kind of that same sphere? So, and, and so you're kind of like on the more kind of the, I guess, the low-power variable uh, yeah. tactical side of things? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, we've got some great options like the, the Viper PSG Gen 2 1 to 6, um, which you're, you know, you're kind of familiar with, the, you know, some of the other optics in that series. I mean, just an excellent, excellent optic. Um, and I also I would not hesitate to take a look at, uh, you know, some of the, the Strike Eagles as well. Um, so we've got a, a 1 to 6 and a 1 to 8 uh, in the Strike Eagle. And that's kind of, I guess you could say, like the tier below the, uh, the Gen 2 PST. But man, phenomenal optic you can definitely do a lot of work with them and 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 both those you know they're, they're not going to kill you in your pocketbook um but that you know the 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 gen 2 1 to 6 and then now the gen 3 1 to 10 i mean those are those are you know top tier you know alpha optics where you know i'd say uh you know i don't know i i, I guess you know i sit in my I'm my vortex chair so it's hard to be unbiased right but those are <laughs> right. those are both pretty darn special optics i mean they truly truly are i i actually have that strike eagle on my ar currently and it it does awesome it does a great job but you know that gen 3 out here in arizona it's pretty flat so you're getting close shots but every once in a while that coyote gets out to about 200 and that thing is a little tough um so that's why yeah. it's one to ten you know that really stands out to me as you get a little bit extra in you know, on that zoom. So, but yeah, that strike Eagle has been awesome. No complaints about that one. Cool. Very cool. No, that's, that's, that's really, really solid optic for sure. Well, that's the thing I like about vortex is there's really an optic for anybody, you know, regardless of what your budget is, uh, there's that option out there. And honestly, even that gen three is a pretty decent price when we were looking at that, like for the quality of what you're getting in that and the ability, like, like Curtis just said, being able to shoot close range. And then when that coyote or whatever is out there, 200 yards, it's, it's not that bad. You can reach out and touch them pretty handily with that scope. For sure. For sure. Let's switch, switch gears to a, another product that I wanted to touch on was the, the new range finder. I know it's been out for a few months now, but, um, can we talk a little bit about that new range finder, some of the, the details and uh, specifications on it? Um, can you tell us a little bit about it? So, yeah. So the Razer HD 4000, is that the one you're talking about? That is, yeah. So, yeah, uh, love it, I guess, number one. So, um, yeah, super stoked when we came out with that. Um, and, again, it kind of falls into that, you know, top tier, um, you know, range finding bracket. But, uh yeah, it's a uh, seven inch magnification. Um, optically, it really, really has stunning optics um, for a rangefinder. Does does a really, really good job. Um, as the I guess the name implies, it's it's the you know the Razer HD four thousand. So you've got uh, four thousand yard capability on reflective targets. Um, you got uh, multiple ranging modes. So you've got you know your your primary mode. Um, you've got a, a first mode that's gonna uh, kind of uh uh allow you to uh focus on you know a subject that's maybe in front of uh you know 
things that could conflict with, uh, you know, getting that range reading. And then you also have a last mode that if you're trying to range something that's kind of potentially, you know, behind or between other, uh, other targets, you know, like if you had, um, oh, let's say you had a deer that was standing in like a narrow corridor or something like that, that last mode would be like, uh, the one you'd want to use to be like, okay, I can really pinpoint, uh, that deer, um, kind of as a, uh, a workaround with some of that stuff. Um, it's also got the scan mode. So if you hold uh, the ranging button down, it's going to send out, you know, multiple impulses and, and put you in the scan mode, which is really nice for um, maybe you're, uh, you know, trying to range an animal as it moves away. You're trying to call a shot for a buddy. And then you're like, okay, he's at three. Okay. He's at three thirty. Okay. He's at three fifty. He just stopped and turned. But, you know, like I was kind of referring to earlier, the nice thing about that scan mode is, you know, sometimes when you when you go to get that initial range, right, you know, you're pressing down, you're physically, you know, it's difficult to not move the range finder. So you're like, oh, did I range exactly what I was trying to range there? So oftentimes I just hold it down and, you know, you might get multiple readings, but you can kind of see what's going on as you're getting multiple readings. So if you drift a little bit and you're like, okay, yeah, those are the trees. They're obviously in front of the deer. And then you drift back, and then you get that range maybe like three times in a row. Like, okay, yep, that deer's at 400. You know, now now we can make an appropriate uh, calculation or, or make a decision based off that. Um, multiple brightness settings. Uh, so for varying uh, daylight conditions, it's, a, it's an illuminated reticle. Um, compared to some of our previous versions, it's got a, a, a um, I'd say like a, a smaller reticle, if you will. So... Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I just really prefer that it doesn't take up a lot of the field of view and you can really kind of like pinpoint it on the stuff that you want to range. But, um, man, as you can, as you can tell, like, I, I can't say enough good things about it. I love it. I've been using it, you know, for really about the last couple of years, a little bit in prototype version, uh, as well. But, um, I mean, it's to the point where I look with a lot of like my, my bow hunting, um, you know, particularly like in, you know, maybe somewhat tighter quarters, I'm using it as a secondary optic where maybe I don't want to go all the way. The way I carry it, I kind of carry it. uh, It's got the utility clip on the side. So I just slide it onto my harness. So it's always at the ready. It's never buried in a pocket. Um, And if I want to get a quick look at something, the optics are so good in that darn thing that I can generally, you know, use that, get a quick look and decide like, Oh, Hey, is is there a deer? Is, Is there a bull standing back in that stuff? Or, you know, what is that? So, um, yeah, I've been I've been loving it. It's it's a really really solid object or optic and lightning fast readouts. I mean, you're getting returns on ranges super quick. It's just it's it's really it's it's really a, a nice piece for sure. Oh man, yeah, it is. It's it's fantastic. And actually, I wish we would have had one on our hunt in Colorado this past year because the deer that I ended up actually shooting, I shot him at about 560 yards, but he was running. That's a uh, Yeah. Well, and he was he was moving too when I, I first saw him. He was running across the the face of this hillside, and uh, my brother in law was with me, just screaming out numbers to me. This is how far he is. You know, it's, it started out at like felt like 450 ish, and then every single time he's he's having to click and click and click and click to get the, the yardage for me until it finally got out of there to 560 and stopped where I could actually get a shot on him. But, um, man, it would have been nice to have that burst mode to be able to just continue to follow him as he was going up the mountain and continue to get those numbers coming out. It would have made it a lot easier on my brother-in-law. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I mean, um, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be stressful, but those situations, like, they are kind of <sighs> high stress, you know, and anything like that that you can kind of – used to your advantage um but it, it could sure be a help that's for sure they're very stressful to me uh, holy cow i was 
I was going crazy there. And the, and the more that he yelled at me those numbers, the more stressed I got. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like you got him. So it sounds like you, you work well under pressure. Oh, we did. We made it happen. It was a, it was beautiful. Great shot. Knocked it down right where he was at. He didn't he didn't take another step. So um, it, it, yeah, it was a great situation. But could have been better with that uh, with that rangefinder for sure but man that's cool Curtis do you have any other questions about that that rangefinder you and I've talked a lot about it yeah and we spent a lot of time at the booth looking at that and that's actually the first thing that I'll be ordering from you guys here shortly um I've been using the same rangefinder I've had since I was 14 I think and it's about ready time to retire that one but no yeah I'm excited all those features sound really cool I actually didn't know about the first mode the last mode I haven't done a ton of research on it but all those factors I can pinpoint times in my hunting career that I'm like, Oh yeah, I could have used that for this. Could use that for that. So yeah, just really excited about that product for sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Awesome. And actually I forgot, I forgot one mode. It does have uh, like an extended range mode for like, kind of like that ultra long range stuff where, and that's, that's a mode where you're going to want to have it on a tripod and it's going to send out, you know, that impulse. It actually takes a little while to get it back. Or I should say not a little while, but like maybe longer than some of those, you know, those other modes. But, you know, then then you're going to get some of those, you know, you know, a little bit more extreme ranges with that. So it, it works out well. Dang, that's a lot of technology packed into that little baby, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, and honestly, I, I kind of with just, you know, my hunting, I kind of scratched the tip of the iceberg a little bit. Like I said, I kind of leave it in uh, just the, the regular mode and medium brightness and uh and uh scan if i need to right but uh but it, it, there's there's a lot you can do with it that's for sure yeah that's cool so, uh mark are those different modes are they easily accessible is it something you can do on the fly like with just one push of the button you're in that mode or is it something that you have to pull the rangefinder down look at it and change or how do you get into those different modes no, I mean it's pretty um it's pretty easy to, you know, um toggle through the menus. Um and it's just, you know, um I mean you kind of have to, you know, I I'll suggest, you know, reading the manual, um but it's pretty self-explanatory at the same time that um you can access them pretty darn quick. Okay, cool. Very nice. Sweet. But it's 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 definitely it's it's not if I can figure it out everybody else can I'll put it to you that way. So. <laughs> I don't believe that. I'll bet you're the master of that kind of stuff. Well, you can talk to Jim about it. technology is not necessarily my friend. So, like I said, I'm I'm kind of like the baseline. Uh, that I think that's probably yeah. That's why probably the product development guys give to me like, hey, if he can figure it out, then we're good. You know, that's that's their that's their litmus test. <laughs> you're you're part of that beta program, so that if you can work it, everybody else can. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Mark, what other products uh, does Vortex have uh, for 2020? What's some any any other new products that we want to touch on? So you know, I mean, kind of about you know probably mid 19, so 19 slash 2020, the new um, Razer UHD binoculars came out, um, and that's what um, been able to use those a lot. Also, the last kind of couple years, couple prototype versions, but you know, again, we kind of keep talking about this Alpha class stuff, but they are man stunning stunning optics um there's there's an 8x42 a 10x42 a 12x50 and then an 18x56 so um you know curtis you're probably uh quite familiar with kind of that that long range tripod glassing game being from from arizona but um so just just a phenomenal optical um setup there with you know all of them are just 
I mean, the, just the, the clarity and resolution, color fidelity, it's almost, um, when you're looking through them, it, it's, uh, it's astounding. Like it just, the optical quality is, is just off the charts. Um, so really digging those. And then, you know, beyond that, we kind of have some stuff coming up here down the pike later this month that I can't talk about right now, but we can hopefully chat about pretty soon that I think you guys will be interested in. Heck yeah. I love new products, oh, man. especially when it's optics. <laughs> so te- teaser alert, I guess. But uh, but yeah, no, we got some, some cool stuff coming out that we're really, really pumped about. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you guys will dig it. Mark, we're gonna have to jump on a, on another podcast and and talk about this new product. Yeah, lock, how you lock, do lock, lock like it in, that, lock it in. Well, if you, <laughs> you just get a little enthusiasm for the other stuff, that uh, it's probably at even more of a fever pitch for this one. So, oh man, man. not not gonna be sleeping tonight then probably. <laughs> 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 I'm kind of a geek I love when, it. It, when it comes to stuff and so yeah when there's new product coming out like yeah I start studying and researching and so well good well everybody that's listening stay tuned because uh, we'll get Mark on another podcast as soon as they they drop and, and release this new product and we'll tell you all about it alright guys lock it in man looking forward to it awesome cool hey well Mark before we let you go um, I had one other question I was going to ask you about um, when we were at the expo the guys were talking about a new apparel line, and I don't know if you have much to do with that, but um, they were pretty jazzed about um, kind of the new apparel focus, you know, shirts, hats, things like that for 2020. Do you know much about that, and can you tell us a little bit about that new, the new apparel that's coming out? So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just something that we're, um, you know, putting a, a focus on, uh, for, I guess, no pun intended, being an optics company. But, yeah, I mean, you've got some, some new guys on, on the apparel team that are just doing a phenomenal job and doing the research and kind of going beyond um you know uh, i mean love love the hats and tees and and that you know that's obviously never going to be something that we don't do but um man they're they're working on some really cool lifestyle uh gear that's just you know kind of in line with you know who we are what we're about and you know functionally you know the types of apparel that that we like to wear when um when we're, you know, kind of doing some of these activities that, that we enjoy, like I said, it's definitely more on, you know, at least right now on the, on the lifestyle side of things. So uh, going to the range or, you know, uh, you know, doing you know, the activities like that, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff for sure. Nice. Very nice. Well, yeah, they were, they were pretty jazzed about it. I know Chad Mendez put a post up recently about it, you know, some new apparel that, that he's got, it's all lifestyle uh, type of stuff. But, you know, I, I noticed when I was walking around the expo, so many people wear vortex gear whether it's a t-shirt whether it's a hat whether it's you know whatever or if you're out in the parking lot you see all the decals for vortex so the branding of vortex has done very well and uh to see this new apparel come out i i think it, a lot of people will be pretty excited about it because we do we do, we wear it all the time whether we're like you say we're going to the range uh we're going to run out in the evening and go do some glassing um whatever it is it's it's nice to to have that so i'm excited to see what it, what all the yep. new stuff is no yeah it's super yeah whenever we see stuff like that you know i mean it's like obviously super cool for us to see and super humbling at the same time that you know people you know want to wear uh you know and, and and rep the brand and it's just like it's it's super cool so we appreciate all the folks that that do that and yeah, like you said it's just it's good to have uh you know you got to look good to feel good right yeah. and uh so we want to we want to make sure people feel good 
Yeah, exactly. As I'm sitting here drinking out of my Nalgene Vortex cup, right as we as we speak. So <laughs> awesome! I love it. I love it. Uh, shoot. Well, Mark, I, we appreciate you jumping on on the call today. Um, appreciate what you're doing as well. Love the podcast that you guys are doing. And if anybody hasn't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, Vortex Nation podcast, right, Mark? Yep, yep. That's it. So yeah, no. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the support. And uh, yeah, till uh, till the next time, I guess. So. Okay, sounds good, everybody. Stay tuned for our, our next podcast with Mark. We'll uh, we'll be talking about some some new stuff. So be on the lookout for that. So all right, well thanks, Mark. Appreciate you jumping on with us. Thanks, Mark. Awesome, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All yeah. right, talk to you later, man. Thanks again, guys, for listening to the podcast. I also want to thank Mark again for jumping on. He's such a cool dude. Appreciate his time. I want to also thank Vortex Optics and Onyx Maps for sponsoring this podcast. Appreciate you all for listening. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it around, like it, leave us some comments. Uh, Thank you guys for all your support.